Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to a brand new edition of the Chris Pods and Things podcast. I'm your host, Chris Stevens. Hopefully you are doing well after Labor Day and pretty much the unofficial end of summer. If this is your first time tuning in, the Chris Pods and Things podcast is a podcast by a host, a writer by the name of Chris Stevens. That would be me. I talk about different things under the sun, music, sports, whatever's on my mind, um, Definitely want to thank my guest, Marisa. Last episode, that was the best hour I have spent since me and my boys, Roy Burton and Chris Domingo, did a uh, WrestleMania book, fantasy booking, about a, about a year or so ago. So I want to thank Marisa for coming on to talk dating, sex in our 30s, and I'll probably end up having some more thoughts on that as my uh, milestone birthday is coming up. Actually, I'll be turning 40 on September 25th. Whew, not really ready for that, but... <laughs> I'll likely talk about all aspects of my life on this podcast at some point and how that episode with Marisa was kind of healing for me because it was good to know I wasn't alone in feeling certain ways about dating sex as we get later up in life. So I'll probably end up sharing more of my thoughts on that in another episode. But this episode in particular, this one in particular, we are giving flowers to the greatest professional wrestling faction going today, top five dead or alive, the new day, and the brand new WWE champion, Mr. Ettore Ewan, aka Big E, and if you missed it last night, if you, and if you didn't get a chance to watch it, go watch it first, you can find it on WWE's YouTube channel, you can find it on Outlaw YouTube channels, you can even find it on Watch Wrestling, I don't have to explain anymore. Go watch it. Come back and listen to this. Big E announced on Twitter yesterday that he was cashing in his money in the bank contract on Raw. And he did so after uh, Bobby Lashley defeated Randy Orton in probably one of the better Raw main events of 2021. Big E came down, cashed it in, hit, hit Bobby Lashley with the big ending, and became the second member of the New Day to win a WWE World Championship. Of course, we all know that Kofi Kingston had his great moment at WrestleMania 34. Was it 34? Yeah, no, 34. Whichever one it was in 2019. WrestleMania 35. Okay, WrestleMania 35 in, in New York. Okay, I had to remind myself real quick. So, we are giving flowers to the New Day on this particular episode, and... It is very interesting to note that black wrestlers have gotten over before, just not in the way that the New Day have. Like, you had, back in the day, you had Junkyard Dog, who was pretty much a merciless beatdown artist. You had guys like Ron Simmons, who was a former All-American football player at Florida State. Um... Ahmed Johnson was over, even though he couldn't, he worked too stiff, <laughs> you know, wrestlers from black, and then of course, probably the OG 
breakout black wrestler was God rest his soul, the big cat, Ernie Ladd. He, of course, he came from football as well. So black wrestlers getting over isn't anything new. But there's always been a racial element to it. Like Ernie Ladd would go all around the South and get called a nigger all day long. So would JYD, God rest his soul as well. And some black wrestlers, you know, may have had to shuffle and jive a little bit. You know, we get it. But the New Day got over by being themselves. And it's so crazy because I saw a tweet last night that said Xavier Woods bet on people booing Kofi Kingston. Who And for people who don't remember Kofi before the New Day, he was this happy-go-lucky Jafakin. <laughs> I'll never forget that day when Kofi dropped his accent and CM Punk was like, yo, what happened to your accent? Like it was on Flavor of Love or something. And it was just so surprising that you know, these guys, they were heels at first. Like, people couldn't stand a New Day. People could not stand a New Day because they thought they were corny. They thought they were, you know. And I, and I think that was the part of the gimmick that eventually turned in their favor, that it showed it was cool to be yourself, especially as a black man in professional wrestling. Like, you didn't have to be a rapper. You didn't have to be a gangster. You didn't have to be super militant, even though militancy does have its place. I firmly believe that. And... They really just got over by being themselves, video game loving, meme meme creating, meme using fools. And I mean fools in a good way. Like, you know, they you can't not listen to Feel the Power podcast or see those guys come on TV every week and not crack a smile. It's just virtually impossible. And it wasn't like that at first. And that's the and that was the beauty of the gimmick, because they had to work hard because they, I mean, those guys were at a crossroads, all of them. Xavier Woods pretty much wasn't even a thought on the WWE screen at some point. Kofi was tag team champion at some point. He fell off. Big E had gotten over with Dolph Ziggler. He had fallen off. So you had to do something extremely different. And the gospel stuff was surprising in a way that it hadn't been done probably ever. And it literally was like a cover. It was a ruse. It was like, okay, we're going to use this choir music. We are going to talk about the power of positivity, but we are really just going to be jackasses coming down the line. And I'll never forget, it's so fitting that Big E won the title in Boston last night because there was a Raw in Boston when they were heels. And they decimated pretty much every face in sight at the end of one of those Raw shows. I can't remember what the program was at the time. I think Cena was a part of it. I can't I can't exactly remember, but I know that Kofi, Woods, and E, they were heels and they were beating the hell out of every face that was in, I guess, this main event at some point. And the crowd in Boston was just absolutely floored. And it was like, okay, clap or snap has finally turned into snap. Like these guys really are with it now. Like, yeah, they yeah, like, yeah, you might look at them as a joke, but they'll but they'll beat your ass. They will beat your ass. And I, and I think that's when it started to turn for them that, okay, all right, now it's just not a corny gimmick. Now it's not just guys, you know, trying to be, you know, subversive, you know, jerks. It's, you know, yeah, we are professional wrestlers or we're, you know, inter sports entertainers or superstars, whatever WWE wants to call them. Whatever Vince wants to call them, that's his choice. And yeah, yeah, you know, we can we can make jokes, you know, we can do corny things, but we can bust your ass as well. And that was huge. So 
And I think, yeah, that that was a raw in Boston. I'll never forget it because myself and, uh, you know, one of the great people that I follow on Twitter, Dr. Kenny Masenda, we talked about that for like three days straight. Like, yo, the new day is here. Like, they are real. And then all, all of a sudden, people started to get on the bandwagon like, oh, wow, these guys are really funny. Oh, wow, they're really good wrestlers. And that's all Kof, Woods, and E were trying to get across. Could you? Could any of us have predicted that the New Day would be as huge as they are? I look. Sometimes, man, you throw something, you throw something up to the sky, you speak something into existence, and it eventually happens. You can't predict success. You can only work hard and hope that it comes. And for these guys, success just—they did it organically. Like it wasn't. It wasn't like Vince pushed them. It wasn't like creative pushed them. It was these guys working hard to get over. And now they have two world champions in their credit. Like, I, th- I think I think they have a grand slam as a, as a unit. Because I think one of them has a, one, I, I don't know if E's won the U.S. title or Kofi's won the U.S. title before. But one, I think one or two of those guys, I think Woods is the only one that hasn't won an individual belt yet. And I don't know if that's what Woods wants to do anyway, because it's clear he's more so of the mouthpiece, the manager. I mean, he can still wrestle. I mean, Consequences Creed will come out every once in a blue moon. And I really wish WWE would just let that man call himself Austin Creed. Because that's who we knew him as. Just let just let Woods be Austin Creed. But it's whatever. You know, I, I don't think he minds too much. Yeah, but Woods is the only one that doesn't have an individual belt. He's won the tag team belt, you know, so many times over that it probably doesn't matter at this point. So, black wrestling and black wrestlers, you know, we've talked about this before, have had a long road to hope. Like, like we're still pissed off that Bianca Belair, the most over WWE SmackDown Women's Champion, probably in that belt's history, had to drop to a pregnant Becky Lynch. Well, not not pregnant, like a, po- a post-pregnancy Becky Lynch. And I, and anybody that's listening to this, please don't get me wrong. Becky pretty much has carried the evolution on her back. Knew she was coming back at some point. The only reason she came back because that's Sasha Banks' fault, but we'll save that for another time. And Bianca losing the belt in such a fashion, like it wasn't even, it was a squash match. They squashed the woman who was performing at Rolling Loud. They squashed the woman who was doing photo ops with Megan Thee Stallion. I mean, it was like, the fuck are y'all thinking, man? Like, this is the most over woman that you have. And there are so many young black girls who like wrestling that would have, and probably still will. I mean, I don't. At first, I thought this was killing. This was going to kill Bianca Belair's career, but after a while, I'm starting to see that this is going to be one of those slow burns where Bianca just whoops the hell out of Becky and gets the belt back and holds it for a bit, which is cool. But it just didn't make any sense at the time. That's SummerSlam. But yes, black wrestling and black wrestlers as a whole have had a a a mountain to climb, Everest, if you will, and to see these guys. You know, they're not they're not gangsters, they're not thugs, they're not overly geeky, but I mean they're 
They are who they are. He is a funny-ass dude. Like, I can imagine Goldberg saw him win the belt and talking about, well, looks like we're going to be bumping meat. And if you've ever listened to the New Day podcast, you'll get why that's hilarious. Kofi is a happily married man of two young sons who enjoys video games and comic cons. Same for Woods, married, video gamer extraordinaire. Like, these are just your everyday black dudes. They just happen to wrestle. And they also happen to be great wrestlers, intriguing characters, and probably when it's all said and done, going to be at least in the top three or four factions or groups or cliques or whatever you want to call them in wrestling history. If you can name five better groups than the New Day, I'll give you that. Because for me, off the top, it's the Horsemen in the NWO. Then you have DX. After that, you see where I'm going with this. And those factions were mostly white guys. Like, I don't think, like, there's never been a black four horseman. There's never been a black member of D-Generation X. There's been a couple of black members of NWO, but do we really want to count Virgil? Yeah, I guess we, I guess we can. Yeah, I guess Virgil counts. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah, black, yeah, the black wrestlers have had a long road to hoe, and seeing these three guys who came together because their careers were in danger of going into toilet. Make no mistake about it, Woods was barely on TV. Kofi was on TV in the opening, you know, segments. E, same for E. Like, these guys were chilling and catering for the most part. And they literally said, man, we got to do something. We should do something together. And the way it works in this world, Vince McMahon is going to get all the credit because he puts all the money behind the stuff. You know, he puts all the, you know, he puts it together for better or for worse. And these guys, for their for their credit, probably won't receive as much as they deserve because they definitely got over on their own. They created this on their own. Everything that has come to them, the movies, the serial, the uh, comic cons, the TV show appearances, the guest appearances, all of that. That is their creation. That is the creation of Austin Watts, Kofi Sarkota Mensa, and Ettor Yun. Nobody else. That is the that the New Day's success is theirs and theirs alone. And don't let anybody tell you any different. And I know that Vince's buttons were pushed because AEW brought back CM Punk. They just brought back Daniel Bryan. They just copped Adam Cole. And, of course, and of course NFL is back. So that Monday night, and, of course, the, Ra- the Raiders and Ravens played a phenomenal game last night. Thank you, Baltimore. Thank you, uh, Las Vegas, because the Browns needed that loss already. <laughs> I'll talk about my Cleveland Browns another day. But Vince's buttons were pushed. It was like, okay. I've got to do something because Raw is already stanking. Raw was stanking before, you know, Punk, Brian, and Cole went over to AEW. Raw was already stanking before Monday Night Football returned. 
So E, and and granted, I would have liked a slow burn where E took the SmackDown belt off of Roman at Dallas, at Mania in Dallas. It would have been cool. Would have been super cool. But, gotta do what you gotta do. And I'm sure E doesn't mind because at, at the end of the day, he is still a champion. And the great thing about it is, is that you have never heard a bad word in wrestling circles about Big E. Not a one. Like, there are some guys that, that you can't say, you can say that, you can't say anything bad about the New Day, period. I know people are going to talk about Woods and his appearance in a home video with former WWE talents. That's more so about a jackass who probably should have been arrested for revenge porn than it is Woods. But other than that, you can't say a bad word about the New Day as human beings. And every bit of success they have, they've earned, they deserved, and they should enjoy it. And we're going to look back on their run probably 10, 15, 20 years from now when, you know, they're literally old and gray and they're retired or, you know, managers or back behind the scenes guys or whatever. And we are going to look back and say that these guys helped turn the tide for black or black people in wrestling and wrestlers of color, period. There's always going to be a forerunner. Okay. You had, you had Ernie Ladd, Bobo Brazil, JYD. Of course, Ron Simmons was the first black world champion ever in uh, NWA, WCW. You know, there, you know, the rock is part black, you know, even though sometimes we'd like him to acknowledge that a little more than he does, but Woods, Kof, and E are going to go down as legends in this business. It's not even debatable at this point. You can say what you want about how they started, you know, how, how omniscient, how omnipresent they are on TV. But they deserve to be there because they entertain you every week. They 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 give you good promos. They give you jokes. They give you memeable moments. They give you chance. And then they get in the ring and they perform every single time. You can't you can't beat it with a stick, man. The New Day is going to go down as one of the great factions and great tag teams in the history of professional wrestling. And two of three, and two of, and two of the three guys in that group are have been, or will be, or are world champions. All black people have ever asked for in this world is an opportunity. James Brown once said, "Don't don't hand me nothing. Open up the door. I'll get it myself." And these dudes have literally opened up the door for themselves and have gotten it. Make no mistake about it. Last night was beautiful. And hopefully it's not the last time we get to celebrate a black wrestler who is deserving, who has won people over with his work ethic, his personality, his character, inside and outside the ring. Because character outside the ring is just as important as it is inside the ring. Like, you know, how do you how you come across on TV is great. But how you connect with your peers in the locker room, how you can be agreeable with creative, even though creative sucks for WWE nine times out of ten, how you interact with the fans, all of it matters. And these three guys have been the good soldiers for the last seven years. And to see them reap the rewards of those reap the rewards and the benefits of being good soldiers is beautiful. 
it lets professional it lets black professional wrestlers know people that are grinding on AEW Dark, people that are grinding in NXT at the Performance Center, the Ring of Honor folks, the TNA folks, the NWA black people, even though there aren't that many in NWA that I believe. Um people that are wrestling in VFW halls and all of that stuff. All those black folks, they can look and see that it may not be on the WWE level. It may not be a world championship level. It may not be going on ESPN or Good Morning America or whatever, or, you know, rolling loud or what have you with your title, but you have a place in professional wrestling. You're black. You can perform. You can, you can cut a promo. You have a great character. You have a great gimmick. You have a, you have all these, you're, you're over, you get pops. It can happen for you. Sometimes you just have to take destiny into your own hands. And that, and, and, and that, and that, that is a lesson for life. One thing I'll say about Steve Harvey, even though I wouldn't take his dating advice if you paid me, when he gets in his bag about taking a leap, you know, when you have to jump off that cliff, that you're going to get scarred up, that you're going to get some bumps and bruises on the way down. But at some point that parachute is going to open. He's on with it, man. He is correct. You have to take chances in life. You have to do to to do something, to get something. You have to do something. And these three guys, these professor, these three black professional wrestlers for World Wrestling Entertainment, whose careers were dying on the vine, said, "We've got to do something to save our asses." And they have done way more than that, and then some. So happy for Big E, happy for Kofi and Woods because they've had two of the best moments of a WWE title change in the last 10 years. Easily. It's not even close. Like, I literally had to walk away from my laptop and compose compose myself when Woods, I mean, when Kofi beat Daniel Bryan at WrestleMania 35. Like, I don't I don't get emotional easy. That's not something to be proud of, but I'm just saying it's just not my way. But seeing him win, seeing Kofi win after all the stuff he had been through, you know, the the, the run up to WrestleMania 35, to see him win the belt, to see Woods in tears, to see Big E unveiling the belt, to see Woods and Kofi in the ring with his sons, like it was beautiful. Last night wasn't as emotional, but it was still exciting because E is one of the best people in the business and by all accounts, a great human being. And and Bobby Lashley, to his credit, put E over something proper. Like, I get that, you know, the knee injury is probably going to be used in a rematch thing, but it wasn't like Lashley was like, you know what? You know, I'm just going to sandbag this shit because I've been champion. It took me so long to be champion. I'm going to sandbag this shit and uh, not legitimize it. He legitimized it. So Bobby Lashley, another black man who has waited his turn and was a great champion, deserves all deserves a ton of credit for this as well. So no, it, no being a black wrestling fan and being a black wrestler damn sure ain't perfect, and I don't think it ever will be. But at least this morning, Tuesday, September 14, 2021, one of the most deserving black people in the industry has the one of the richest prizes in the game to quote Jim Ross, and it was richly deserved. That's going to do it for this week's episode of Chris the Pods and Things. Greatly appreciate y'all for listening. If you missed this episode or want to listen to any previous episodes, go to anchor.fm forward slash C-H-R-I-S 
P-O-D, the letter N-T-H-A-N-G-S. You can also search for that as a sentence on Spotify, Chris Pods and Things, and subscribe to us there. All the listens. Give us all the listens. We'd greatly appreciate it. And if you have anything you want to reach out to me about, you can find me on the Twitter machine at CJ Writes and Things, C-J-W-R-I-T-E-S, the letter N once again, T-H-A-N-G-S. And if you have anything that you want to probably put in the email more private or any suggestions, any questions, or if you want to be on the show or you know anything I should talk about on this particular podcast, shoot me an email. Chris Stevens writes, C-H-R-I-S-S-T-E-V-E-N-S-W-R-I-T-E-S at gmail.com. Once again, thank y'all for listening to the Chris Pods and Things show. Greatly appreciate y'all for listening. Till next time we speak, y'all be good or be good at it.